Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. I hope you're ready for a Bible study today that will address where we're living, where we're going to be living, amen, and how to live in victory in a time such as this, in a circumstances that we are in. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic, that's just one of the many, many, Many events that are occurring all around the world. And uh, the Bible said in the last days, a sp- uh, perilous times would come. We're not not going to see them in the future. They are here in the now. And because they're here in the now, that word perilous carries the connotation because of the outrageousness of the evil and the wickedness of this time, uh, that that it would begin to to wear us down as Christians, to to reduce the strength. And if we ever needed the Lord before, as the old camp meeting song says if we ever needed the lord before we sure do need him now well friend of mine i need him every moment and every hour i need him in the now of my life Praise God. I need His counsel. I need His wisdom. I need wisdom from the Word of how to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ today. So we're going to be talking about something that is relevant to receiving what we need in terms of grace and strength and wisdom of how to live uh, and in in a in a situation that we cannot escape how to endure literally what we cannot escape the bible said we're to endure hardness <laughs> hallelujah amen because we cannot escape it why because we live in a faulty body we live in a fallen world we have a formidable foe called the devil but we have a faithful father who will never abandon us jesus said i will not leave you comfortless hallelujah i will send another comforter one like myself literally in the greek unto you praise god keeping his promise to never leave us and never forsake us, but to go with us all the way, even unto the end of the age. Praise God. Amen. So we've got to learn how to endure what we cannot escape. We can't live in a bubble. You can't use your faith to to live without the consequences of of all of the accumulated sin that is coming to a head in the last days. Friend of mine, I, I, I am so glad to have a message of hope to share with you today. Amen. Embracing eternal values in a world preoccupied with time. Embracing eternal values in a world preoccupied with time. We need to be living for heaven's glory for God's glory, and for the glory that He promised us if we endure. 
Praise God and keep the faith. And I want to encourage you today. Turn with me, if you will, to begin this Bible study, Embracing Eternal Values in a World Preoccupied with Time. Romans 8 and verse 18, Paul was under the pressure in his time, in his day of persecution. Listen to what he says. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Listen, that glory that he saw in a coming time helped him to get through the time that he was living in. He reached beyond in his, in his faith and, and developed a hope in a future that is not based on what's happening right now, but what's going to happen when Jesus comes. And friend, his coming is very, very nigh. One paraphrase says, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will give us later. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, who was one of the most powerfully anointed men in the Bible, he was also one of the most persecuted, tested, and tempted. No matter what he faced in time, he looked past it into eternity. Many times as Christians, in order just to get past this day, we need to look And live for that day that is coming. So living for heaven's glory means that we can bear up under the load of earthly trials and tests. And listen to what Paul said about that to teach us wisdom in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 23 through 30. It said, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. Am I more? in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers. (laughs) Listen, this doesn't sound like a modern-day evangelist or pastor or teacher, prophet, whatever, apostle, you know, does it. It it doesn't sound like someone living in a penthouse, uh, uh, in kind of a a bubble that wealth can give you and and, and a staff that takes care of everything. And and listen, friend of mine, this this is where the rubber meets the road. This is a man who is not living in a bubble, but living in the real world with the real pressures that come to someone in a fallen world, in a faulty body, with a formidable foe in the enemy, and yet a faithful Father who grants grace and mercy to endure. In journeyings often, I'm going to back up in verse 26, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, you see, You can't escape 
that that must be endured. He learned how to endure because it doesn't matter whether he was in the city or trying to hide in the wilderness. You know, these testings came, these persecutors came, these pressures came. In perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Now, when he said the care of all the churches, I thought of him being an apostle called a referee, all the different issues that come up among uh, denominations and issues that come up among deacons and pastors and pastors and committees and, and people in the church that, that are at one another and need an arbitrator. That's not really the context here. As I understand it, in context of all the things that I've read, it was about all of the issues of sin and compromise that had already begun to creep in to the church before the first generation of Christians had passed. It weighed heavy upon Paul when he heard and saw of backslidings and people giving in to false teachings. But listen to verse 29. He said, Who is weak? And yet I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If much, it, if I much needs glory, I will glory in the things which concern my infirmities. Paul said, in essence, I've been weakened by these things, but I don't feel weak. <laughs> I've been offended, but I don't burn with anger. Listen. For Paul's evaluation of these trials and tests in light of the coming glory. Second Corinthians four, fifteen through eighteen. It said, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. For though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now, and this verse, you, you need to highlight this. You know what all he described in previous verses that we've been reading? He said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Friend of mine, to get past it, Paul says, we got to look past it. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. I like this. It said, therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outward man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. 
for our light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour. Do you see him looking past even the, even the hurt and the heaviness that he was under? Saying, you know, if I dwell on what I'm experiencing right now, I'll be broken is what he's saying, but I'm not dwelling on it. I'm looking past it. Praise God. Amen. He's embracing eternal values in a world preoccupied with time. Listen, for our light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations of vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Since we consider and look not to the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are deathless and everlasting. You know, Paul is a minister according to First Peter. It says that, that, that he, he, First Peter was talking about Paul and himself and other ministers and myself. I'm after this crown that it talks about in First Peter. Amen. Because it says that, that those that are faithful to tend the flock and feed the flock, a crown of glory is going to be granted that fadeth not away when the chief shepherd appears. <laughs> glory to God. Amen. I'm living for heaven's glory. How about you today? Paul looked past the temporal into the eternal. He wasn't living only in time. He was living for an eternal inheritance. So living for heaven's glory. Amen. Not the temporal fleeting glory of man's achievements and, and man's, uh, man's, uh, man's, all of man's accumulations of wealth and fame. He looked past all of that. Amen. Listen to First Peter four twelve thirteen and fourteen. It said, "Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy." For if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth on you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Amen. One paraphrase that is titled Suffering for Being a Christian quoting this in a practical way. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through. Is this something strange were happening to you? Instead, be very glad, because these trials will make you partners with Christ and His sufferings. And afterward, there it is, 
you will have wonderful joy of sharing His glory when it's displayed to all the world. Be happy if you're insulted for being a Christian, for then the glorious Spirit of God will come upon you. <laughs> Praise God. Friend of mine, Paul talked about, didn't he? Want to know Jesus in the fellowship of his suffering that he might also know him in the power of his resurrection. Praise God. You know what Jesus said? He said, listen, that's why Jesus taught this. He said, listen, if you're persecuted for my sake and the gospels, people tell lies on you, people persecute you, falsely accuse you, ostracize you, abandon you. Listen, he said, rejoice. Rejoice. And be exceedingly glad. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem like persecution is something to be so happy about. Unless we see persecution as a badge of authenticity identifying us with Jesus. He said, if they persecuted me, <laughs> they're going to persecute you. And marvel not if the world hate you because it hated me before it hated you. But said if the world embraces you in essence, you don't have anything to glory of because it did the same thing with the false prophets that came before you. There are people seeking the, the, seeking the world's approval, compromising the faith to get the world's applause. A friend of mine, that is a sign of a false prophet embracing the world so that they can be embraced by the world. Authentic Christians, on the other hand, when weakened or wounded by trial or test, trust Jesus Christ even more. Friend of mine, if we share the suffering, we're going to share the glory. Hallelujah. Colossians 3 is very clear to me. It says, verse 1 through 4, If you be risen with Christ, if you're a genuine, born-again believer... If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not the things of the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Praise God. Friend of mine, whatever drives us to God in dependence will position us to receive His grace and His power. Praise the Lord. Listen, persecution will intensify in this last day. You can see it now. If you're a Christian right now, just being a Christian is going to identify you with, uh, they're going to call you bigoted, they're going to call you racial, they're going to call you uh, unloving, un they're going to call you names that I can't say here on the radio. You're going to be hated. Israel, we're identified with Israel as spiritual Israel. And it said they will be hated of all nations for Christ's sake. A friend of mine, we're hated for Christ's sake. And he said, it's the reason you're hated is because the world hates me and you bear my name. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, we need Christian fellowship like never before. We need to quit 
even trying. It doesn't mean not to be kind and loving and and reach out every opportunity to this lost and dying world. But friend of mine, we need to not seek its approval and seek its acceptance. We need to resign ourselves that we need God's glory, God's grace, God's blessing more than we need anything that the world or anyone in it could ever offer us. So living for heaven's glory will crystallize spiritual values in our hearts and thereby defeat the temper, the tempter. He'll show you the kingdoms of this world and he'll say, you worship me. I, it's in my power to give you this. Amen. But don't we know better today? Didn't Jesus teach us? Didn't Jesus show us that that is an empty promise? The kingdoms of this world may be ours if we serve the God of this world. We don't serve the God of this world. Our values shouldn't match the blinded and bound people of this present age who, who, who would choose who, who would sell their soul for gold and silver. And Jesus was astonished at that. He said, what would a man give in exchange for his eternal undying soul and where it's going to spend eternity? What kind of trade would a man be willing to make if he really understands, amen, eternity that is coming? Friend of mine, there is a heaven to gain. There is a very hell to shun. Everybody's going to live somewhere. There, listen, the resurrection is there's a resurrection of the just, and there's a resurrection of the wicked. There is a resurrection going to occur. There's no escaping the judgment to come. Christians will stand before the Bema, the judgment seat of Christ, and be either ashamed or, or be rewarded. It isn't about heaven or hell. We'll be in heaven, and, and, and rewards will be granted to us for our, our faithfulness here. Listen, my greatest reward Crowns will be given, literal, I believe, crowns. There are spiritual uh, uh, crowns and symbolic, crowns symbolic of spiritual things. But I believe there will be some literal crowns. <laughs> and there's a crown of glory that I am, I am seeking uh, with all of my heart and my strength and have dedicated my life. And it is to those in particular who are faithful to feed the flock of God, to tend the flock of God, to encourage those that are under my influence in any sense. And I'm trying to be faithful to the heavenly vision and the calling to be a pastor evangelist. Hallelujah. Listen, today I pray you will begin to look past this moment in time and the pressure that I know that you are under because we're all feeling the pressure of persecution and the pressure of the perilous time. You know, that word perilous connotates to reduce the strength. When the wickedness is as great as it is today and the persecution gets stronger and stronger. You know what the Apostle Paul said? I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren 
concerning the trouble we experienced in Asia, how we were pressed beyond measure and despaired of life itself, that we might learn not to trust in ourselves, <laughs> but in Christ and in God who raises the dead. That's something you learn when you come to an end of yourself. Paul did not live in a bubble, and we cannot use our faith to live in a bubble, but we can live in the presence of God and and lean heavily upon Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible said to lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience, literally in that sense, perseverance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Consider him that suffered such a great contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your own mind. When I get when I get in a in a situation where I'm I'm I find myself wanting or even complaining, listen, if I focus on Jesus on the cross suffering and dying for me, I have no basis for further complaints. Who am I? Who are you? Who are we that God would take on flesh that this King of glory would die for? Who am I? Who are you? Who are we that he would say, not my will, thine for? Oh, the songwriter said the answer, I may never know why he ever loved me so that to an old rugged cross he would go for who am I praise God friend of mine if you're living for heaven's glory you're living to serve God if you live for heaven's glory you're living in the anticipation of the soon coming of Jesus if you're living for heaven's glory you're living with a longing <laughs> hallelujah for your true eternal home if you're living for heaven's glory you're living to please the lord not to please others and not to please yourself if you're living for heaven's glory you're living a victorious christian life and you will overcome the world the flesh and the devil if you're living for heaven's glory you long to see and share god's glory right here in the nasty here and now and forevermore. Praise God. Listen to Revelation 3 and verse 12. He that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Praise God. Amen. Listen to Revelation 21. Amen. It said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, 
coming down from from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Hallelujah. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them. And be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. You see, that day is coming. This day, weeping made last for a night. <laughs> but joy cometh in the morning. And morning is going to come no matter how dark or long the night may seem. Amen. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. One translation said all of that is gone forever. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true, and they are faithful. Praise God. Amen. Listen, Jesus is coming soon. His kingdom, we are to pray that His kingdom would come and His will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Today, if you are going through trials, tests, persecutions, if you're feeling the pressure of the end time, of the perilous time. If you're wondering, can I hold out? Listen, God is going to help us. He has not abandoned us. And when there is need, the Bible said, He giveth more grace. He already said His grace is sufficient. He said, but if you need more sufficiency, I will accelerate it. I will amplify it. Hallelujah. I will grant you more grace than your weaknesses. I will give you what you don't have in and of yourself. <laughs> and I will, I will go with you all the way even unto the end of the age. So let's bear up under the load today. Rejoice in the fact that the world does not embrace us. My friend, they won't have to put up with us too much longer. And they're going to really miss us when we're gone. If you don't know Christ as your Savior today, Jesus is coming soon. You don't want to be here. After that, the tribulation follows very, very quickly. You don't want to go through that. Run to Christ. Confess your sins and repent. And receive His pardon, His mercy, and His promise to never leave you and never forsake you. In Jesus' name.